This is Miller's Edge on Tide Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Tuscaloosa, T-Town, Title Town. Corey Miller, the pastor of pain here in Columbia, South Carolina. Those that are listening down my way, welcome into the Middle's Edge. It's high noon here. It's lunchtime. Folks are having some lunch, sitting back, relaxed on this woo-woo-woo Wednesday, baby. That's woo. right. It's a woo. It's a woo, 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 woo. Nature Boy Wednesday here on the Miller's Edge. We got rushed around the SEC. We had our third college football playoff top 25 reveal. We'll talk about that. I know there's a lot of discussion. There's a lot of what if this, that, and whatever, something happens, then this, that, the third, and this, that, and the third. Everybody got an opinion, and uh, so do we. And so we'll talk about that. Where does Alabama fit into uh, this top 25? How can they make their way uh, to the playoffs? We'll talk about that since everybody else got their uh, opinion. So we're going to issue one as well. We're sponsored by Good Friends at the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. Go check Douglas and the gang out at Midtown Village. They'll take care of you. And uh, by the way, if you need a nice smoke, I know the weather's kind of fall like for real now. Kind of cool. The leaves are turning colors. They're falling all in my yard, and I'm sure everybody else's yard. It's beautiful tree colors driving down that Highway 20 ride. But you know what? Go get you a nice cigar. Go to R&R, 2703 6th Street. Check out Reagan and Randy Starner. The mansion. A porch, flat screens, nice bar, bourbons that uh, it's just unmatched. I mean, it is a perfect spot to chill, relax on a nice day like this. And you say, why am I sitting on the porch? Because it's chilly outside. Well, they got heaters. They got space heaters all around that wraparound porch. Keep you warm. Heck, they probably give you a blanket if you get a little chilly. I don't know. That <laughs> might be a man law violation, though. <laughs> so check out Randy and Reagan, 2703 6th Street. Uh, R&R Cigars, best selection of cigars. The humidor is phenomenal. The best selection in town, so go check those guys. Uh, Christian Miller, Noah Haynes hanging out down in Titletown. Guys, well, the third reveal happened. I know, Chris, you sent a, a text, group text of what ifs last night. Alabama sitting still at number eight. And I think a lot of fans are getting a little antsy because, you know, the great wins that Alabama has had, blowout wins, and they're not moving. Texas is still sitting in front of them at number seven. Although the Georgia Bulldogs, after their beatdown of Ole Miss, they jumped Ohio State. Now they are at number one. And the other big surprise is the Missouri Tigers, a team that I've been telling you all about all year long. They jumped way up there. 
like five spots, I believe it was, four or five spots. I got to pull it up. But a lot of people said, how, now what had happened was, <laughs> how did that happen? I don't know. But anyway, what I'm seeing, inconsistencies from the committee, uh, but we'll get into this whole thing in just a moment. We'll take your phone calls, 205-342-9904, and download that free, our favorite word, free app, Tide 100.9. You can send in your questions or comments there. Noah will read them live on air. To Tuscaloosa we go. Christian, good morning to you. Good morning. Sorry, I'm, man, I'm, I gotta stop rushing from the gym, man. I swear, I like, Crazy. I run in here at the last second, and I, when I tell you I just finished, like, my last set, probably <laughs> 10 minutes ago, so I mean, I'm like, I'm trying to, recover. what you need to do is go to the gym 30 minutes earlier. 100%. And then you can finish, and then you can get your protein shake, then you can have debrief, relax, and then you don't come in here, you know, out of I just breath, came from the gym too, by the way. Running over here is just part of the workout. Yeah, I mean, that is part of the workout. Exactly. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. the endurance part of it is running how fast yeah. I can get in my truck and sprint over here, obviously driving the speed limit, then run up the steps into the studio. But, no, I mean, look, I get there in, in a good Those amount of time. Are by the way. Yeah, they are some steep steps. But, look, I, I get there in a good amount of time. But I've been getting in the sauna before, you know, kind of as a warm-up. Because I'll be honest, that's one area that I've got to be better at. I've got to start stretching. I don't ever stretch, right? So I was like, oh, all right, at least – yeah, dude, I, I don't, I've always, even as an athlete, man, I've always, I would say I hated stretching because there was a point in my career where I really, it became part of my routine. I would go get stretched out in the training room every day and I was feeling so much better. Now you got to get through like the first, you know, the first week or two that you do it. Oh, it sucks. It's terrible. It's not comfortable. You just want to be done. But once you start getting, you know, gaining more flexibility and you start loosening up and getting your body gets adjusted to it, you feel so much better. So anyway, I've been getting in the sauna ahead of, you know. Are we really lifting. talking about stretching? Yeah, we are. I mean, oh, I, I don't know. Do you sitting there looking at him like crazy. No, he's, he's not. talking about James. Hey, he, he, he probably got them high, thick socks on up to his kneecaps. No, I, I actually got I got some joggers <laughs> on. I got a bomber jacket over my, my tank top. You know, I look, look professional. But here's the thing, man. Don't get on me about uh, detouring towards working out. If anything, it might encourage or inspire somebody to go to the gym, which okay. is always a positive, right? So, so hey, well, well, that's the question of the day, then. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, there's no wrong with that. I mean, hey. working out, what's wrong with working out? I mean, no, we, no, we could I, I just left the gym, too. Way worse. I can, I can take a picture of myself right now doing uh, the okay. show you don't with have to my lean body. And uh, now y'all can see I'm drinking a lean body, 40 grams of protein. I get all that. Now you're talking about stretching and getting in the sauna because you, I'm mean, saying, you got a hot well, yeah, tub you, you at your to, house already. I do, you but just use that. I do, but by the time I get in my hot tub but then I change in my workout clothes and go to the gym, it's, it might not be as effective. The sauna is in the gym, right? So I'm coming fresh, hot out of the sauna, ready to work out. My muscles are loosened up. And I feel like I've been working out a lot better that way. But anyway, you're right. I probably need, so to, I need to... What? Oh, my... I so did nasty. I mean, you from the guy that played football. Well, I mean, you played nine in the NFL. I mean, you probably played over 30 years collectively. And all, all and back then, you know, there was... The hygiene was probably not nearly as nice as it is now that we have all these, you know, fancy showers and all the, all that stuff. And you want to talk about nasty just because you're sweating a little bit while working out. I mean, come on, man. Well, you man. have changed so much. I mean, you're from Pageland, South Carolina. You grew up not doing, and it sounded like you just took a picture, so hopefully you're not taking a uh, selfie because we don't want to see that. You grew up in Pageland, <laughs> South Carolina, <laughs> in the country. Y'all haven't, no, I just heard the, the camera flash on your phone. You, you, you literally came from 
dirt road looking, you know, area and all this. And now he's bathing so, in the creeks. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? No, he probably was bathing in creeks. And, <laughs> okay. and now all of a no, sudden no, no, he's no, so no, bougie. No, he, oh, I, I don't want a little bit of sweat when I'm working. I mean, come on, man. You've gone, you've gone Hollywood on us. Come on, seriously. Well, you've you know, gone listen, Hollywood. Man. When you leave a town like Paisley, you, you work it out with the Lord. You say, Lord, God, I thank you for Paisley, South Carolina, the watermelon capital of the world. I thank you for all my ten brothers and sisters and all of my countless cousins, nieces, nephews, and you know all of that. But, Lord, if you let me get out of Paisley, I promise you, Lord, I'm going to change. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I mean, you know, oh, you really did, though. But, uh, you really did. You're bougie now. It's okay, though. I'm not bougie. I'm just saying. I mean, listen, man, you I had a nice now. intro to the show, and then you come in with Jane Fonda and, and um, what's that guy name? Hey, no, give me some of that Richard. What is, what's the guy name? Who? Richard, Richard um, the workout guru. I don't know where you're going. You're talking about the guy who used to always be on the TV commercials in the middle of the night? Yeah. What was it, Sean something? No. Richard Simmons. No. Hey, no, give me a little Richard sign. I know you got some sign. Find me some sign. Cause that's going to be Christian thing. <laughs> it's going to be Christian thing. That, that must be the old school. You know, man, come on, man. I just looked him up. Man, man, who is this guy? Here we go. Let's go. Get a Christian. Come on, man. Push up. Push up. Hey, to the left, to the left. Uh, to the right, to the right. Take it back one time. Dude, who, 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 Take is, it back two who is this guy? Uh, uh, I'm, looking, I'm looking up this guy right now. This looks like Bob Ross and a leotard. Who is this? This guy is Bob Ross and a leotard, man. Like That's not who I was talking about. I was talking about the light-skinned guy. Who I literally was... <laughs> This is ridiculous. Oh my god! Okay, listen, okay, I listen, okay. no, no, no. This, that that was your workout guy on TV. I don't know who you guys were watching. This is again, Bob Ross oh and Leotard. That's I was a talking, very accurate description. It is. I, I, I have no clue who this guy is. I was talking about the light skinned guy popular. who used to He's be. Very popular. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess so in y'all's era. But I was talking about the light skinned guys like Sean something, and I'm talking about every yeah. morning. I'd wake up in the middle of the night when I was young, and this guy would just be doing to have all these workout commercials. So it was a little. That's probably my era. You. You had a different guy. This guy is scaring me a little bit. Uh, not sure uh, what he's got going on, but um, I mean, I guess we both we both got the hair. We both got the curly hair. So Sean yeah. T. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, Sean T. There you go. No, that that guy. I'm pretty sure is Sean T. He he don't look like this guy. Yeah, I think I was talking about Sean T. Or so yeah. Anyway, but uh, this has been a great opening segment. But back to what you originally were talking about. I try yeah, to tell you. As we digress. As we digress. I, I try to tell you, knowing this playoff committee, this is how they operate. Now, I, I don't, I, I think Alabama should be ahead of Oregon 100%, right? I don't know how they're behind Oregon, but again, with their logic, we've learned that since Texas beat Alabama, Alabama has basically stalled at number eight, unfortunately, as of now at least. Now, obviously teams can lose, things can happen, happen things can shuffle. It is good that Georgia's at number one. Because if Alabama goes to Atlanta and beats Georgia, they they knock off the number one team. That's going to give them a lot of momentum and a lot of um, you know, a, a lot more of an argument, right? So that's that's positive. So this it, is unfortunate because I mean, you shouldn't it shouldn't have to be like this, but it is what it is, and that, that's why you know next year should be a lot better once they expand it. But you know, it is what it is. All you can do, I'm going to keep saying this, you know, to the council. I mean, all you can do is control what you can control. And not just win every game, but dominate each game. And just give them no choice but to put you in there. And if they don't, shame on them. Because if you want the top four teams in the country and Alabama wins out and you don't put 12-1 uh, and one 
SEC champion Alabama football team in that playoff, you don't know ball, and you, you're, you're not you're not you're not doing it correctly, and you shouldn't be on that committee. That's just my opinion. Well, it's going to boil down to what they they call most deserving, and not so much the best four teams. I mean, because you really got to clarify that whole thing because. If you want to go most deserving, best on all the data points that they come up with, strength of record, strength of schedule, eye test. Obviously, none of them are watching with their eyes. <laughs> I mean, so they can scrap that because if they were watching, they would understand that uh, teams like Florida State should not be in the top four. You know, teams like Oregon should not be in front of Alabama. Um, so, but again, they, they just got to win. And, uh, you know, they got to play – and continue to get better. This is a tough game. I mean, let's talk about this first and we'll get back uh, to the college football playoffs, Christian, but because a game like this toward the end of the season is tough. Uh, I hated these types of games. I mean, we lost to the Citadel in 1990 when I was at South Carolina playing a game like this right before Clemson, right before our big rival game. Like, you know, this game is before the Auburn game. is before the Iron Bowl because your focus isn't there. And it's no, no matter how hard coaches try to get you to focus, you're playing a team that's not that good. They're, I mean, you're talking about a. And you're talking about Chattanooga right academy. now. No, I'm, yeah, I'm just, but I'm talking about the Citadel in my case. But I'm saying you're playing a, a lesser, lesser level team, and it's hard to focus. You've been playing all these big time games in front of big time crowds, national television. I mean, this game is so bad. They on they on the SEC plus where people have no idea how to get that. That's right. You got to go the internet route. They don't even put this game on regular television. I mean, so you got this type of game right before Auburn and Georgia, two massive rival games, so to speak, right? So from a player standpoint, mentally, it's difficult. It is difficult to get up for it. It is difficult to get your mind right. Coach is going to try to preach, but it from a player standpoint, it's hard. Right, and you're going to be thinking about injuries. You're going to be thinking about you know not getting hurt. I mean, so many things going through the mindset. I'm just saying to have this game right where it is. I do not like it. I wish you play these these games early in the season, get them out the way because you're on a roll. You know, so I get a little bit concerned of, of you know guys not playing their hardest, not playing their best. It's going to do enough to get by. And then we talk about this committee and. They're going to hold you, you know, accountable now how you play them. I mean, all the offense that you give him, uh, you know, Boo Corgan and his response to the other team. They're going to, they're going to hold you accountable. So I don't know. You think this team can, is mature enough at this point to listen to Coach Saban and go play hard first half, get out the game, get backups in there and just, you know, know the fans are going to leave. Everybody's going to dip. It's your last home game. I mean, do you think this is hard? I know it's senior day. They got a lot of festivities going to be happening. The last time some of these guys going to, you know, get a chance to play at Bryant Denny Stadium. All this, Christian, goes into what I'm saying. So, you being a former player, you playing for Nick Saban, what's his message? How did you go about dealing with a situation like this? I was there at your senior day and things. So, I mean, all this stuff is happening. Does this not take away from your focus? No, I'm not going to lie. I think you're kind of blowing it out of proportion. If anything, I look at it as a positive because, I mean, it almost, I hate to say it like this, but it's, I wouldn't say it's an extra bye week because I, I would not go as far as saying that. Y'all know how I am being where your feet are and respecting every opponent. But at the same time, um, as long as you go out there, you prepare correctly and you play your game, right? I mean, this should be, you know, starters should play two and a half quarters, 
three quarters max, and then you know let some other guys get some valuable experience, get in there your senior day, let some guys that some walk on to probably have never played, let those guys get in there. Um, so really, and, and plus I hate to say it, you know, this week of preparation, I'm not saying you lighten up the load, but realistically they, they might have, you know, lightened the load on at least some Monday practice, gave, gave them an extra day to kind of recover a little bit. So in my opinion, I think it's okay to have a game like this. It's almost as a positive or it's beneficial to have a game like this at this point in the season. You got to think about it. I know they did have a bye week recently, but – uh, before that bye week, I mean, you've been going through a, a gauntlet of an SEC schedule, right? You just played a really good uh, LSU team. You played a Kentucky uh, team that obviously they're not the greatest team, uh, but still, you know, before the bye week, you played Tennessee. That wasn't an easy game, right? So, I mean, you've been going through this gauntlet of an SEC schedule, and you know you've got Auburn coming up, right? I mean, you went Mississippi State or well, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Arkansas, Tennessee, and you got a bye week. Right, then you go LSU, Kentucky. If you didn't have this game, say it was another SEC team, we'll just throw a random one in there. I'll just throw a random East team. We'll say, uh, say your Gamecocks. All right, then you got to play Auburn, and then you go to the SEC championship. So, with that being said, man, I I don't think it's necessarily a negative. I know people don't really enjoy these types of games. I don't necessarily enjoy them, but as a player, uh, I do see some benefits to having it on the schedule at that particular point of the schedule. So, with that being said, I mean, as a player. You just got to go and prepare no differently than you would any other opponent. Um, you just got to go out there and, and play to your standard because that's what happens. When guys get that mindset that you're you know, showing concern of, that's when bad things happen. That's when injuries happen. That's when you don't play well. That's when you, know, they let, they let these guys linger in there for way longer than they should uh, versus if you go out there and prepare as if they're just a regular SEC team. You go put it on them early. You play to your standard and make sure the guys that might get an opportunity later in the game uh, uphold that standard, everything goes smooth, and you continue that momentum into the following week. Because I'll be honest, you know, and I want to talk about this too, not, not not necessarily today, but at some point, you know, this Auburn matchup is is definitely intriguing. You mean, you look at how they just played Arkansas, and I know Arkansas is not a great football team, right? I already know that. Uh, but it seems like this Auburn team, just like a lot of these other football teams, are finally starting to hit their stride, right? I mean, they were able, I mean, they beat Arkansas 48-10. And so their offense is starting to, you know, kind of find their rhythm. Peyton Thorne is playing better. He's 12, 12 20, 163 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Jacquez Hunter rushed for 109 yards in that football game. So they're starting to play some, some better football and they're, they're slowly kind of figuring themselves out. Obviously it's not going to mean much for them in their season, but what we all know when they play Alabama, right? That's a whole nother season that's of its own. Hard game. Yeah, it's going to be a that's tough game. game. And so the last but, thing, you know. so I get what you're saying. You don't want to spoil the momentum that Alabama has right now because they've been doing some really good things collectively as a football team. You know, specifically looking at the offense, man, just the improvement that they've shown really since the bye week, or I guess since Tennessee, but really that bye week, man, they've just come out firing and they finally look like they're, they're gelling and meshing how we thought they could. The play calling's been a lot better, a lot more suited to this offense and this style for the personnel. So um, definitely don't want to take this week lightly, but you know there's a big challenge uh, the following week in Auburn. And then obviously the big one in Atlanta, Hot Atlanta versus the Bulldogs. So definitely got to keep this momentum Ooh. the best you can. Well, we got that to get into, but Auburn is uh, a couple weeks away, week and a half, I should say. I think they're going to definitely be ready for that game. But I just worry about sometimes, you know, dropping the ball, so many other things happening. What's the mindset going to be for this Tuscaloosa Crimson Tide football team, as we know, as Alabama? We'll get to your phone calls, 205-342-9904. We'll also dive into now this committee and the college football playoffs.
the path for Alabama. Is it looking bleak if winning continues in front of them? Or will the committee figure it out and look at some games and say, this Alabama team is pretty daggum good. Head-to-head may not matter. We'll discuss on the flip side. This is the Mills Edge. We're going to tie 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports Plus 1230 AM WTBC. We'll be back in a moment. Are you tired of your shoes just not fitting right? I 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Coastal low is pushing in our direction and checking out radar. We are starting to see some scattered rain trying to sneak our way. Maybe a passing shower through the afternoon time, but the better chances for rain starting to roll in as the night goes on. Blasting through parts of our Wednesday, too. Today's high 70 and the overnight low, low 50s. And then much cooler for tomorrow with a gusty northeasterly wind, the high upper 50s. More chances for scattered rain Wednesday night and Thursday morning. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Naramore on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. What's up? 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 Bottom line, I'm only human, that's a deal. I want powers, but I'm not a superhero, so I steal. Yo, assemble your revenges. If I want it, I'ma take it. Jack Iron Man for a suit and let them start naked. See, I'm a kleptomaniac. Welcome back to the Middle's Edge. Right on the tide. On a woo-woo-woo-woo Wednesday. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Noah Haynes hanging out in the studio in Tuscaloosa. I'm hanging out. Down here in Columbia, South Carolina. Let's go ahead and rush around the SEC. Take a look at some games that are going to happen here this weekend. Because Alabama is not playing in the SEC this week. So I have nothing to discuss on that. But there are some games. And I'll start right here. It's going to be a good game. And I know it's not getting a lot of publicity. But it's going to happen at night at 7.30 p.m. Right here in Columbia. As the Gamecocks trying to get to become bowl eligible. The Gamecocks had a tough patch to get some guys healthy right now. Guess who they're playing? Kentucky. Jeff from Nashville. His Kentucky Wildcat team coming to Columbia, South Carolina. And we'll see if the Gamecocks can get the dub. They need it to have a chance next week as they will play their in-state rival, the Clemson Tigers, to become bowl eligible. Last year, the Gamecocks went on a tear, defeating Tennessee, knocking them out of the college football playoffs and then knocking the Clemson Tigers out of the uh, last year. So two top five wins for the Gamecocks on last year. And can they do it again, uh, beating Kentucky and the Clemson Tigers? So we'll have our eyes on the Gamecocks. I know, Christian, you're not so much a Gamecock fan, but you think they're going to be able to win the next two games? I'll be honest. I <laughs> Well, who are they playing again? I know they play uh, Clemson. Who was the other one? Kentucky. Kentucky this weekend. I hope they can beat Kentucky. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, Kentucky did not impress me uh, last week at all. But um, I don't know. And Clemson's struggling. I hope they. I definitely hope they beat Clemson again. Can they do it? I'm not sure. You guys. Yes. Are being a yes. I mean, yeah. Of course, you're going to say that. I, I, I say they win one of the two. Now, I, I don't say know they which, win both. I don't know which one that is, but I think they win one of the two. No, they're going to win both. Anyway, I hate I even ask you that question. Let's keep it rolling and rush around the SET, SEC. Listen, man, I can't even talk now. The SEC has Ole Miss. Nah, they're not playing anybody either. UL Monroe. Ole Miss is 8-2, and two, still ranked. Then they're ranked 13th in the college football playoffs. They take on UL Monroe. That should be a win. That's going to give Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin nine wins. And then I think they play Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. 
uh, to wrap up the season. Of course, Mississippi State dismissing their coach, uh, Zachary Arnett. Uh, so I think Ole Miss is going to finish with 10 and 2. I mean, Christian, that's phenomenal. I mean, we think about what uh, Lane Kiffin has done at Ole Miss and his two losses, by the way, to Alabama and Georgia. Two yep. top 10 teams. Other than that, they had, they had missed the beat. So Lane Kiffin is a guy that's done some great things down in uh, Oxford. Uh, and now they got UL Monroe and the Mississippi State. So in the Egg Bowl, they should be in good shape. Yeah, I think they are in good shape. I mean, obviously, they're a really good football team. And uh, talk about those two losses to two of the top teams in the country. Um, so Lane's doing a really good job. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if A&M comes calling. Uh, but that's a, another topic for a different day. But, yeah, I mean, look, any, any other team would be, you know, more than satisfied given, you know, the way they've, you know, performed this season, right? But, you know, it, we're in the SEC. It is what it is. People... People, people are, I don't know, people just aren't as impressed like they used to be, right? And, and even though Ole Miss is doing good things. Ten wins, man. Ten wins. No, nah, ten wins. It's great. It's great. But at the same time, I mean, the state of college football, man, they, people want more and more. Uh, you know, what, ten wins a few years ago used to be great, right? Now it's like if you don't win the conference championship in a few years, so then they, they don't care if you win nine, ten, or eleven games, <laughs> which I'd hope you'd be in the conference championship if you win that many games, but. I mean, the people just aren't aren't pleased, right? They're not satisfied. So I, I definitely think it's a good season for them. But it's almost like I feel like Ole Miss has kind of hit their limit, right? I mean, not, not just for them, but really any school, right? I mean, you, it's hard to beat Georgia. It's hard to beat Alabama. They beat everybody else. So I feel like they've kind of they've kind of peaked, so to speak. That's just my opinion. Well, I mean, listen, if you're Ole Miss, man, you should be hotty toddy all the way. What Lane Kiffin has done down there. I mean, listen, you lose – uh, on the road too. I mean, think about it. these two losses on the road. They remind you of somebody last year. If you get the ten and two, two top five, two top ten losses on the road, who's that remind you of? Oh, I would say it reminds you of Alabama last year. That's what Ole Miss is going to be looking like uh, this year. Those losses were a little bit different. Ours were. I know the they got blown out both. Low. I mean, but yeah. still, I'm just saying, ten and two, they lost on the road. So different. still, that's nothing to hold your head down. About. Let's keep it rolling here on the uh, rush around the SEC. Southern Miss, Mississippi State. Don't want to pay much attention to that game. Three and seven. Southern Miss are fighting Brett Favre versus Mississippi State. We'll see how they bounce back after letting Zach Arnett. Uh, he's fired. So we'll see what uh, Mississippi State does. The Bulldog. Texas A&M, speaking of Jimbo Fisher, 76.8 million bucks. They will take on Abilene Christian. And, um, again, 64, 5 and 5, you know, yes. Yes, play that for me, Noah. 64 versus a 5 and 5 team, uh, Texas A&M. See how they will bounce back. There we go. I think the fighting Jimbo less Aggies. <laughs> I don't even know if that's right, but, uh, no Jimbo Fisher. I wonder what he will be doing this weekend. Wow, the Aggies take on Abilene Christian. That game is at 12 o'clock p.m. on ESPN Plus, SEC Network Plus. The game of the week in the SEC, the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs. They head up to good old Rocky Top to face Tennessee. Tennessee embarrassed by Mizzou last week. They sit at 73, though still ranked number 18 in the country. Can they pull an upset? Over the Georgia Bulldogs. Will Georgia go in there with their chest poked out, noviating that they're the number one team in the country trying to get to a three-peat? Will the Georgia Bulldogs be able to go on Rocky Top and take care of Tennessee? That game, 3.30 on CBS. 
Yes. And then the Florida Gators at 5-5. Five and five. Billy Napier, team not looking too good, got embarrassed. Last week by LSU and Jane Daniels, who's still running somewhere around collecting yards. That dude was incredible. 600-plus yards of total offense by himself. Florida Gators, will they bounce back? Well, it won't be easy. They take on Mizzou, who sit that number nine. They soared in the rankings last night in the college football playoffs top 25. They're 8-2, and two, ranked number 9. That game, 7.30 at night on the four-letter network ESPN. And finally, FIU and Arkansas, they got embarrassed by Auburn last week. They sitting at 3-7, and seven, offensive coordinator fired. People thought Sam Pittman might have maybe on the firing blocks, but he has fired as an offensive coordinator. We'll see how Arkansas bounced back. Should not be a tough one as they take on FIU, that game on ESPN. PNU. And as I mentioned earlier, it's the Gamecocks of South Carolina versus Kentucky. The Gamecocks needed to win to stay bowl eligible. That's our rush around the SEC here on a woo 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 Wednesday. Not a big time to play the games, Christian, but you know, Tennessee and Georgia should be a good one. 205-342-9904. I know we got some folks on hold. Christian, you want to do a couple phone calls? Let's do it. Let's go to Tommy and Ramos. Tommy, 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 you up, buddy? Hey, how are y'all? Sorry, I missed the great show yesterday. I had to do something. I thought I had a good show yesterday. Yeah, man, it's like a gym. You know what I mean? It's just like we just stock them up. But you always can go on the uh, that free app and go on Radio Demand, and those shows are right there, brother. You can go back and listen to them. You got you got uh, Wi-Fi on your phone at home, or you don't do all that stuff. See, I'm in a dead zone. People laugh at me on Ryan Pollard's show. I had it six years ago, and I lost it. I don't know how. There's about 10 or 12 or 15 houses down here don't have it. And we, last week, are we improving your following table? You're going to be able to get it. Yeah, I hear that. Then I don't see the people again for three months. You know you know how it is. The government. It's Ramos in the country? Way in the country? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. You hear how bad Ron Pollard talked about it yesterday? Can you listen? He, no, I wasn't. He said, Coach got a lake and it's got a state park. I went, so what? We got a swamp. And sometimes people don't return from the swamp, Pollard. Keep it up. <clears throat> no, but that was not a threat. That was a joke. You know, we was cutting up yesterday because Coach got a little state park late, Lorraine. Uh, we only have farmland, deer, Bigfoot, and the swamp, and missing people. Come on. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and two, we have something that Coca don't have. We have a Olympian gold medalist from Roma. So, Ron Fowler, bite me. I'll tell him that today on the other show. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Who's the Olympian? Uh, Lillian Leatherwood. Okay. Went to the University of Alabama was a police wow. person out here in Tuscaloosa. It's from Romulus, Alabama, her family, yes. Well, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So Ron Fowler, bite me. But oh, no, Ron. Beat me. What the world? What's happening today? I don't know. When I get on Fowler, he gets me off track, and I'm still fired up about calling me you know, backwater, so I'm going to let them have it. So y'all getting a free preview. Um, going back to football, to me, this is an important game. I want the team to focus. 
when you have a young team, you got to stay focused. The chemistry got to be there. I know it's Chattanooga, but still. And it's a very important game because we win this game. It'll be the 16th straight year we have won 10 games in a season. And no other program have done that. And people fussing at Dalmo, he did, what, 10 out of 12? And look like if he has the best season he can win the rest of the game, he's going to be 9-3 and three or 9-4. and four. So, I mean, wins matter, yes, yes. Absolutely. For the next game. I'll have a lot of information next week for the Army game for you. No silliness, no nothing. There's, there's like Army game. No, no uh, shout-outs to Ryan Fowler next week? No. No, no, no. <laughs> he might not let me come on the phone tomorrow. After he might ban me, I'm gonna rip him a new one. I'm like, yeah, we have Olympian. No, I had to give my brother credit for reminding me of that, you know. But but besides no. that, yeah. So you all you all good with me, Tommy from Romulus. I'm glad that y'all have a famous person from Romulus, yeah. and um, I hope they yeah. make name a road after her. Or, you know, something. Let me, I'll tell you a quick story real quick. I, so, you know, my number's retired and my Christian was belittling my little town called Paisland. Well, my, my jersey's retired. It was hanging in, down on the field, the number 33. And then they came to me and they said, we want to, the mayor was like, we want to name a road uh, after Corey Miller, right? And so, well, there's another famous person from Paisland, South Carolina. His name is Van, Ling, Van Lingo Mongo. He's a baseball player. You ever heard that name? Oh, he must not be that famous then. But anyway, they got the bypass <laughs> named after him. Uh, like a whole nice bypass coming from Charlotte through Monroe, North Carolina, right through my town, Paisley, as you head to Myrtle Beach. And then they they went to my road, and they tried to name my dirt road while the crackhead used to walk up above my house. Like, we want to put this at the... Oh, and I'm like, no, you're not naming a dirt road after <laughs> where the crackheads walk. <laughs> Well, don't laugh. Oh, about 15, 20 years ago, we had dirt roads all down here. <laughs> they started naming us to people. People got mad. Like, I want my road paved. Yeah, my I want and until you get rid of the crackheads and put some pavement down, leave my name off that. All right, Tommy. Good stuff, buddy. I'm sorry. Appreciate the phone call. I'm sorry we weren't serious today. I apologize. Ah, right, well, it, it is Chattanooga week, so there we go. We appreciate <laughs> it. We'll see. We'll, uh, Christian will see you out there on tomorrow at, uh, at the wing spot. I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, Buffalo Friday. Friday. Friday, yeah, Friday. Friday. What day is it? Wednesday. Are you drunk? <laughs> he's fired oh, up for Kentucky, man. Can't you tell? He's fired up for the right, Wildcats. Yeah, I, I don't know what he He might be drunk. I'm today. drinking my protein shake. He might be pulling a Jeff. Get he a might, lean body. Yeah, he might have spiked that protein shake or something. Man, I got peanut butter in my chocolate lean body. Appreciate it, Tommy. <laughs> Thanks right, for the phone call. Have a go. Thank you, Tommy. No, no, don't jump. I know Christian coming to the studio now, and y'all building like this little little relationship. Don't, don't, don't get on that bandwagon with his little bad jokes. Bad jokes, not a bad no. joke. I mean, you all over the place, man. You got phone ringers talking about tomorrow will be at Buffalo's. I mean, I thought it was Thursday because um, today is Wednesday, and you know what I that gotta, means? You know, I do my TV show. Well, yeah, well, that means you, that wouldn't make sense because then you would have drove all the way to Greenville for no reason because you would have had nothing to do there because it's Wednesday. <laughs> but you know what else is on Wednesdays? It's Bash Night, and so that means you need to be at Buffalo's Cafe tonight for all you can eat wings again, seventeen ninety nine. All you can eat wings and fries. 
with the drink included. You can't beat this deal, folks. It's all-you-can-eat wings. Who doesn't enjoy that? Again, that's at Buffalo's Cafe right here in Midtown Village. And speaking of Buffalo's Cafe, we'll be there again with Rom, uh, Tommy from Romulus this Friday, uh, 11 to 1. So make sure you're there for our last Friday uh, at Buffalo's Cafe, wrapping up this football season. It's been a really fun time there, remember? So uh, come hang out with us at Buffalo's Cafe, 11 to 1. Uh, again, that's in Midtown Village right here in Tuscaloosa. All right, we're going to break. and we come back, we got a Tide 100.9 app message that Noah is going to read. No, I'm not drunk. I'm drinking lean body. I'm working out. I'm getting in shape, baby, because I'm getting ready to spring. The six-pack is back. That's all I got to say. Quick time out. More Miller's Edge right here on a woo-woo-woo-woo Wednesday. And I should have known that they were Wednesday. I done said that four times. That's what happens when you get 55. Back in a moment. Hey, it's Christian Miller. Based in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers. Who are resilient. And won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches. Athletic trainers and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. At the Tuscaloosa.